How are you? Did you survive the madness of Mother's Day? I hope so. I really do. Um, here we are. We are cruising through May, baby. Um, and since we are after Mother's Day here in Zone 5 in the Midwest, it's almost time for us to plant our field dahlias, which I am very excited about. Um which is perfect timing for today's episode. Uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I've got our episode broken down into two parts. First, we're going to talk about favorite varieties for markets and consumer bunches, grocery store bouquets, etc. And then the second half, we're going to talk about um, the varieties that we sell the most of to our florists and designers. So that is what we are going to be talking about. Um, before we dive in, I should say thank you for being here. My name is Drew. This is the Between Me and Drew podcast with Clara Joyce. Clara Joyce Flowers is, um, my cut flower farm and floral design studio. Um, very, very fortunate and blessed, um, to work here with a incredible group of people who make this job, this farm, and this business really what it is. So um, very, very thankful for those people. But um, also, I'm thankful for Leo Burby Bulb Company out of Marysville, Ohio, who does have an ad for today's episode. Um, and they are our sponsors for the day. Woohoo! So exciting. Um, so you'll get to hear a little message from them in the middle. So, are we ready? Let's do it! All right, episode 32. Here we go. Top 10 Delia varieties, starting off with market and consumers. Okay, so, number five. Also, just so you know, we're only talking about 10 varieties today. I don't have a list of the top 10 of for each of these categories. No, okay. One thing that we've learned over the course of the years is to simplify. You know, if you're talking about wanting to grow large volumes of flowers, you are going to want to simplify what you can. So instead of growing 300 varieties of dahlias, because they're all so pretty, why don't you just grow like 15 or 20 and call it good there? Or or better yet, maybe less than that if you know that you just need white, okay? Um, but... That's a conversation for another topic. Um, so, number five on the market list, hot shot. You will notice that the varieties that we're going to talk about first for market and consumer are a little more saturated because that is the clientele base. Um, we are selling these market and um, consumer bunches to places like grocery stores, grab-and-go bouquets, at a farmer's market, on our self-serve flower stand. So they're going to be a little brighter. They're going to be a little happier, um, still incorporating beautiful textures and elements and etc. Um, but also, these dahlias need to have a pretty decent vase life too um, because there's a really good chance that they're not going to be sitting in a cooler. They're going to be out on somebody's table and it's going to be hot. So they need to hold up. And that's why we start... With number five, hot shot. 
Um, Hotshot is a variety that I've had for a while. It was one of the very first varieties that I really trialed, dabbled with, and really honed in how to take cuttings from. Um, if you're not familiar with the variety, Hotshot is one that I would consider to be in the flame tones. Um, it is a semi-cactus form, so it's, it's a little spiky in, in shape, um, but it's got really beautiful orange and yellow undertones to the petals. The stems on this are lovely. They're very, very firm, very strong. Um, the foliage is a deep, rich green. Sometimes it's got like a, a purple stem to it. Um, so it's a very, very great variety. Um, it is more of an upward-facing flower head, too. Um, so it, it does perch itself very nicely in a bouquet, which is wonderful. Uh, big fan of that one. Hotshot is also a very good tuber producer. So if you are focusing on or thinking about um, wanting to increase your dahlia tuber stock, that's a great variety to do that with. All right. First one down. Let's keep rolling. Um, number four on the consumer list is Ivanetti. Okay, so Ivanetti is one that I adore, and we actually do use this one quite a bit for designers too, um, but I really love it for consumers because a deep, rich, plummy color isn't something that you normally would typically see in a consumer bouquet or in a, a consumer purchasing area. Um, so it is a nice little touch of, of depth. Um, it's still getting in that, that flower head and that stem count, um, but visually, through the act of color, it has um, uh, a great element that it can give to a bouquet. Um, Ivanetti is very, very productive as well. Um, huge fans of that, which should be no surprise considering Ivanetti is from the same lineage as some of the uh, champions in the, the Dahlia world. Um, and when I say champions, I'm talking about varieties like Cornell, um, Caitlin's Joy, Cornell Bronze, Ivanetti. They're all from the same lineage. Um, Cornell was the original one. Um, the plants are loaded with blooms, loaded with blooms. Um, really beautiful stems, flower head is good, uh, quality is good. Um, it is a variety that you can harvest a little bit smaller and it will continue to open up slowly, uh, but it does do it. Um, so big, big fan of Ivanetti, which really should be no surprise based on the fact that number three is Cornell Bronze. Um, Cornell Bronze is a beautiful bloom, beautiful it's got this perfect pumpkin spice cinnamon brown sugared roll look to it. I, I adore it. Um, keeping in the same lineage as Ivanetti, it's got a really lovely petal structure. Uh, it's a very nice tight packed ball, um, so it transports very well. Um, I love it. The color can be incorporated regardless of the season that it comes into flush. Um, if it's coming into flush in the summer, I would always pair it with a lighter tone, maybe like a, a brighter orange or a yellow. Um, 
just to kind of elevate it a little bit. And if you're using this in the fall, you can definitely pull it down more visual in the visual color spectrum. Um, so incorporating it with something like an Ivanetti or a dusty foliage or something to give more of that fall autumnal vibe. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Cornell bronze is a variety that you can really incorporate it and mix it with of so many colors and it's still going to work. Okay. Um, I would pair Cornell bronze with a pink. I would pair Cornell bronze with the peach. I would pair it with yellow and blue and green and all of the colors and it's still going to work. So love that one. Uh, number two on the consumer list is Cora Lee. <sighs> Such a situation with this variety. The drama and the conflama. Mama, are you ready? Okay. We're going to talk about the variety itself first. Okay. It's fabulous. It is consistently one of the first blooming dahlias that we have every spring. Every, not spring, Jesus Christ. Every summer. Um... It can hold itself up without a lot of support. When you do give it support, it is a monster of a plant. Um, tons of flowers. Um, the The flower color itself changes on the season. You know, if it's super cloudy, it'll be, you know, one color. If it's cool, it'll be another color. Um, it's beautiful. Holds up well. It is a, more of a ball shape, so it, it does transport pretty well, too. Um, the neck attachment is nice and strong, so it's not going to pop off its head all the time. It's great. It's great. It does fall a little bit more on like the blushy, uh, pastel-y range of the color palette. Um, so with that in mind, um, if you're pairing it up in, in light intensity, um, you're going to want to pair it with something like a yellow. That would be a great place to go. Um, or you can pair it down with like a soft blush or a Cornell bronze and it's going to work just fine. So that takes us to, or brings us to, rather, um, number one. Y'all ready for this? You're going to be shook. Shook. I mean, probably not. <laughs> okay, number one, the dahlia that we sell the most of, uh, or use the most when it comes to consumer work uh, through market bouquets, things like that, um, is... Linda's baby. Um, peach is such a good color when it comes to grocery store, direct to consumer, because it's not pink, it's not orange, it's not yellow, it's just, it's perfect. Um, and Linda's baby is the main uh, peach variety that we have and that we grow the most of. Um, but really, I mean, any, any peach is lovely. Um, I love the Arlinda's baby because it's got great tuber set. The tubers hold really well over the winter. Um, the stems on it are nice and strong. It's got a great neck connection, uh, branches very, very well. So you get lots of stems off of each plant. So, um, a really, really great option, solid option. We never have enough of it, for the flowers, um, we're always, you know, scrounging through and finding stuff, um, or finding as many stems as we can to, to cut. So huge, huge fan of that one. Um, and 
one thing to kind of keep in mind too is that when it comes to dahlia tubers and dahlia specific dahlia varieties in particular um there are certain varieties that are you know leaps and bounds ahead of others still in their same color families um and sometimes those can be those certain or more sought after varieties can be hard to find so you'll have to go to you know a small farm um or another domestic grower but a lot of times the varieties that we're you know using and growing a lot of are readily available on the wholesale market from bulb wholesalers and distributors so Varieties like Linda's Baby, Cornell Bronze, Ivanetti, um, three of the ones that we talked about in this market consumer section um, are available through bulb distributors like Leo Ruby Bulb Co. And I can promise you that some of the varieties that we'll talk about um, in the second half are also available through Leo Ruby Bulb Co. for pre-order for next spring planting um, definitely suggest that you get on the the pre-order um, if you want to reserve um, those tubers which is going to give you a better shot at actually getting those tubers um, so big big fans of that and um, right now Leo Burby has a uh, message and um, I will catch you back in a minute Leo Burby Bulb Company is your one-stop shop for all bulbs, bare roots, and perennials. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years, Leo Burby Bulb strives on providing exceptional customer service. While Leo Burby specializes in bulbs for spring and fall planting, they also have a young plants division that can broker plants from over 30 different growers. Whether you order online or call in and chat, the process is simple. No order is too small or large, and there's no boxing minimums on orders. Family-owned and operated, the customer service is extraordinary. Use the code DREW when you place your order online to get a free gift with your purchase. Again, that's code DREW to get a free gift with your purchase. So, don't forget to use that code, and um, you'll get some goodies. But, as we move into our second part, second half of this episode, um, we're going to be talking about the top five varieties that we sell in the most quantity to our florists and designers. Um, one thing to note is that our florists and designers are primarily buying our flowers for weddings, um, weddings and events. That's where the vast majority of these next five Dahlia varieties are going. Um, and with that in mind, that's going to influence the colors. Okay. I know that our wedding florists are wanting very soft tones, blush tones, muted tones. Um, and starting off with number five, of which should be no surprise, is Coralie. Um, Coralie was one that we talked about in the market and consumer part, which I... <laughs> I forgot to tell you the drama behind this variety. So I'm glad that you're still here listening because, oh my goodness, Coralie. Okay, so you've already heard about Coralie. 
just a few minutes ago about why she's so wonderful from a, a color and production perspective. But let's spill the tea, sis. So Coralie is a very lovely soft pink ball with a uh, green foliage. Okay. There's also a variety called Castle Drive that is, again, a light pink ball with green foliage. We were sold Castle Drive years ago from a farm who had gotten their tuber stock of Castle Drive from another very, very, very well-known <clears throat> grower. Um, and thanks to some very hardworking and detail-oriented people who are avid Dahlia collectors and, and propagators, um, we now know that the stock that we were originally sold um, is in fact Coralie not Castle Drive, okay? Um, funny story, before I had the current, now Coralie, tuber stock that we do, I purchased rooted cuttings from Stonehouse um, several years prior to receiving the stock that I have now. Rooted, the rooted cuttings of Castle Drive that I received were the actual real deal Castle Drive. And just going off of memory, from that year when I received the rooted cuttings from, from Stonehouse and comparing that plant to what I have now, there is a definite difference in the plant habit and the growth pattern in particular. The flowers, yes, there are subtle, very subtle differences, but the big, big giveaways come from the growth habit. Um, Castle Drive is much floppier in, in stature. The leaves themselves are much, much larger. They more so hang on the plant. Looks a little floppy. Um, whereas Coralie, the leaves, in, in, in comparison, are smaller. They are more erect on the plant. Um, they're much more uh, turgid. Um, and I, I do believe that the flower heads are a little bit smaller on Coralie, which can make them more workable, easier to transport, etc. Um, so from my perspective, and I'm not just saying this because it's what I've got now, but I, I genuinely do think that if we're coming to this from a production perspective, I think that Coralie is a superior variety over Castle Drive. If you are a purist who, you know, wants to have the real deal, absolutely more power to you. Hunt out and find that Castle Drive, um, and, and do the side-by-side -side comparison. Um, Camille's flowers from... Uh, Pacific Northwest has done um, some very, very, very detailed um, and, and wonderful videos that really breaks this down. Um, and she's a lovely grower. So that's the drama. That's the tea on Coralie. <clears throat> and she is starting us off at number five for the uh, designer's choice. So love her. Um, number four. Oh. This is going to be such a big variety. Such a big variety. Rock Run Ashley. As this variety continues to 
build in accessibility. And once more and more designers are able to get their hands on it, this variety is going to continue to go through the roof. This one and Creamy in addition. Creamy is going to be huge. Mark my word. It's going to be massive. People are going to lose their shit over it. Um, Rock Run Ashley, gorgeous, dusty cafe tone with like a underflushing of apricot. I mean, how fabulous does that sound? And uh, with Rock Run Ashley, she's like this perfect small ball, very productive, um, holds up well, transports well, beautiful stems, uh, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Um, and since we're taking cuttings off of our Rock Run Ashley right now, I can tell you that she's not too shabby when it comes to the, the producing cuttings department either. Um, which is something good to keep in mind. Um, Rock Run Ashley coming in at number four. This past year was the first year that we were actually able to even offer her to one florist. Um, it And uh, all good things <laughs> is what I can say. Uh, so very, very excited about what that variety in particular will have to offer. Um, we have a few more uh, varieties kind of in that dusty, sandy, uh, range that we will be growing out and flushing out in quantities over the next year or so. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see what all, um, that variety has to, has to give. So coming in at number three, we have a crowd favorite, I adore this variety. I, however, <laughs> I do think that I do have a, another variety that is um, going to complement this next one very, very well. Um, and we're going to talk about Sweet Natalie. Um, Sweet Natalie is a plant that's a little shorter in stature. Um, beautiful blush, very uh, depending on the season and the weather and the climate and all the things, but um, can be a little more in relation to the coloration of a cafe. Um, so with sweet gnats, depending on the environment, you'll have, you know, pinks and blushes and soft creams and butter creams and dusty tones and parchments and all the things. Um, and once you have designers that understand that that natural coloration is just how it goes, um, she's a, she's a fabulous variety. The, if there is one thing that I would change about the variety, it's just that it um, has a straight on facing head. So the neck attachment um, is a little challenging to work with. Um, but once you figure it out, how to work with it, um, it's great. If I were to come in with a substitute, which I'm working on, um, I would be leaning into Pink Pearl. Last year was our very first year with Pink Pearl, and I think that there are a lot of similarities. I think that Pink Pearl is just a touch more on like the true blush side of the world. Um, so we definitely will see um, more of that side-by-side -side comparison this next year because we are, or this this current growing season, um, because we're, we're definitely bulking up on both of these varieties. Um, sweet Nat is one that we, we never have enough of. Um, so super excited about that one. Um, number two on the designer list 
is my hands down favorite white dahlia variety. And if you've ever been around me talking about white dahlias or just talking about production dahlias in general, there's a really, really, really good chance that you heard me talk about this one. Uh, Because if you are needing large volumes of stems of a very consistent flower head that has a very um, regulated petal density or petal count, um, this is the best one that I've found over the years. Um, And it is Blizzard. Blizzard is really our only white ball variety that we grow in volume. Um, We also have Boom Boom White, which is nice. Um, It usually blooms a couple days earlier than Blizzard, but Boom Boom White will fizzle out and revert to, or not revert, but it will throw only semi-double heads. So that means that there might only be two or three rings of petals on each flower head instead of being fully packed dense with petals, which is really what we want. Um, Blizzard, the stems are, are not even in the same racetrack as Boom Boom White's. Boom Boom White's can be very thick, hard to work with. Um, Blizzards just get better as the season goes on. Um, Really tall, beautiful, slender, fabulous, fabulous for bridal bouquets. Um, I I adore Blizzard. Um, She's, in my opinion, the most uh, productive variety that we have here at the farm. Um, I think she's the most profitable variety in regards to flowers, um, only because she is so gosh darn productive. Um, and she's just perfect. I love it. Um, love, love, love Blizzard. Um, she's a great tuber producer. The tubers store very well. Um, I just, there aren't many varieties that like I, swear upon like oh my god you have to have you have to have you have to have whatever but blizzard is one of those varieties that it's just like you can't you can't you can't do white wholesale to flo- to florists um taking into account production numbers and not have blizzard in my opinion and i know that there are other varieties that swear upon other variety other growers that swear upon other varieties which is great because that's what this is. This is my opinion. This is like very real life, but she's so good. Um, talking about profitability, <laughs> this next diva uh, can be fabulous in multiple different regards. She can be very profitable. She can be a freaking pain in the ass. But damn, she's beautiful when she's perfect. Um, should be no surprise that the most requested dahlia that we get for for our florist or from our florists is cafe cafe au lait. Um, no surprise there at all. <laughs> um, our cafes are definitely never in abundance enough, um, even when we are, you know in our heaviest moments of the Dahlia season, um, very rarely are there cafes that get deadheaded and not used. Um, the one reason, the, the only downfall 
from my optimistic perspective with cafe is that the plant is itself is just not productive enough. Um, so if we're, if we're talking volume over the course of the season, you might harvest 15 to 25 stems off of blizzard, off of one blizzard plant. But if we're talking cafes, you might be in a really good position to harvest five or six stems off of a field grown cafe in our environment. Um, now I know that there are people that will argue that and that's totally chill. Like you do your thing, boo. But I'm saying for, for us, when we're talking about forecasting stem counts, um, we have to be very realistic, one, um, and play it on the safe side. Um, but two, if I'm promising someone that I will be able to get them 75 stems of cafe or 300 stems of cafe, I better be able to do that because it's someone's job that I have a role in. Um, so I need to do whatever I have to do to make that happen for them. And being realistic is a big part of that. But um, Cafe, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Um, the size is perfect. She's not small. She's not huge. She's not like Islander. Islander's just way too big. You can't even do anything with that. Um, but Cafe, lovely size. The coloration when it's good is great. So good. Um, the best way the best coloration on cafes is when it's that really true parchment color. Um, not pink, not pinky lavender. It's that true milk and cream color. That's what we're shooting for. That's what we want. That's what we want to see. Um, and damn, she is gorgeous. So, so gorgeous. Um, and if you zoom out and you look at the five varieties that we talked about in regards to the design palette, every single one of those varieties would work well and complement the next. Cafe, you can blend it down with whites. You can blend it flat with Sweet Natalie. You can um, blend it up with Rock Run Ashley and, and Coralie. They all just work so well together. So when you know who your clientele is and you're growing specifically for your clientele, lists like this should not be a surprise at all um, because that's that's when you understand who you're growing for you understand why you're growing that product um, and it just makes sense for this episode we're not going to talk about or break down um, necessarily the details on how to grow dahlias um, you can go to episode 17 to learn about how we grow dahlias on a production basis um, and you can also go to episode 28 to learn about how I best recommend or suggest that you grow dahlias on a small scale. Maybe coming to this from like a, a home gardener or someone who's just coming into the cut flower world. Uh, 28 is going to be a great way for you to, episode 28 is going to be a great way for you to kind of learn um, about how to get your feet wet into dahlias. And then episode 17 is more so geared towards um, people who are coming to this with the intention of production because um, it breaks down how we do what we do. So please do go check those out. Have a great time. Um, I do believe that this is going to wrap up our time together today. Um, being that we are, what, where are we at right now? We're the week after Mother's Day. We're probably going to be planting our dahlia tubers very, very soon in our field. Um, 
I like to wait until after Mother's Day because we can still get a few cold nights, but our soil temperature is usually on the incline at this point in the season. Um, so we will be planting out very soon. Um, all of our dahlia tubers have shipped for the season. So if you ordered from us, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope that you were able to snag one of our top 10 dahlia varieties from our episode today. If not, now you have a wish list for your our fall launch, uh-uh, which is happening the first weekend in October every year. Um, so get that on your calendar as well. With that, I want to say thank you, as always. Um, I really am thankful and appreciative and, and grateful for you being here, for you partaking, uh, for you enjoying and learning and, and using my experience to um, benefit yours. So, that's why we're doing this. Um, please do follow us on social media, clarejoyceflowers.com. Nope, that's wrong. Please do follow us on social media, clarejoyceflowers, period. Got it. This isn't scripted. This is just how my mind works. <laughs> Can you believe that? This is a very busy place in the skull of mine. Um, if you have questions or t- ideas for new topics, you can send me an email at drew at clarejoyceflowers.com. Um, on our website, clarejoyceflowers.com, we've got merch, handmade soaps, and cut flower seeds available that we will sh- get shipped out to you. And please do put on your calendar the first weekend in October for our fall launch, which will have um, spring-shipped dahlia tubers, rooted dahlia cuttings, heirloom chrysanthemum cuttings, a new updated seed line, and so much more goodness. Uh, depending on your streaming platform for today's episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. I do enjoy reading all the things that you have to say, so I appreciate you being here. Also, spread the word, spread the love on social media as well. And um, again, thank you to Leo Burby for sponsoring today's episode. Couldn't do without them, and I think you will love them as well. They've got many of the varieties that we talked about today. Um, Linda's Baby, Cornell Bronze, Ivanetti, Cafe Olay, Sweet Natalie, all the good ones they can get you. So with that, I am checking out, and um, I'll catch you next week when we're talking about how we grow our willows here at the farm. Bye. Bye.